Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. What's up, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHGO Bulls Post Game. Presented by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. That's my friend Big Dave. He's going to be my emotional safety blanket tonight. As every night. You can follow him on Twitter at BOW! BNWL Sports. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Hanging out at our West Loop Studios here tonight. Shout out to not only our great friend and producer Joey... But Joey. for boss man Kev for coming to the Kev. studio on a Sunday night to watch the game with us. No, he's not fooling me. He, I know why he was here. He was here strictly to set up 16 cameras so he could get you reacting. He did not want to miss out on that. That man, that was that, awesome. That time I saw that just got tweeted was pretty great. That, that oh, brilliant! I well, was he got some great footage. It's just, just like Matt that. has a hat, Matt doesn't have a hat. <laughs> Matt has a hat, Matt doesn't have a hat. Everybody come in out, in uh, out, in out, in out. We are here for you tonight, Bulls Nation, yes, as the Bulls drop a heartbreaking game one to the Milwaukee Bucks. Ninety three eighty six was the final. Hey, Samuel. Um, We'll, we'll get to as many of your thoughts as we can as we break down ours as well. Hopefully, towards the end of tonight's show, we'll also maybe hear from Mr. Will Gottlieb, who yes. is uh, at Pfizer Forum tonight covering this game for us. Um, all right. Well, first things first. Okay. Oh, there it is. Let it go down smooth. Oh, oh you needed that one. I did. How are you? Are you okay? I'm, I'm actually great. Okay. Honestly, Matt, I am Guys, good. Big Dave was okay. I'm Big okay. Dave was feeling that game. And then <laughs> I have never heard him made me feel that game. I have never heard Dave curse like that. Right? <laughs> mm. You got to hang out, man. Playoff mode is mm. a different mode, baby. Yeah. It's a different time. We'll be focused and you're in on the game. That's what your focus is on, man. And I love that it was man. Easter Sunday, and usually Dave's <laughs> tongue is an Easter Sunday tongue all the time. True. And then in that first quarter, the Bulls come out flat. They're missing their shots. They <laughs> found themselves in a 10-point hole, and all of a sudden, mm, I let the bye-bye Easter fly. Sunday tongue. <laughs> okay, I let the expletives fly. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, man. I have no problem. I'll do it again in game two, right. in game four, and on and on and on. And it felt good to feel this feeling because mm. I hadn't felt that in so damn long, Matt. Oh, that felt good. So, I, I, Listen, losing sucked, all right? I'm not, I'm not sugarcoating that. That sucked. But this is the game I asked for. This is the way I wanted them to play. This is what I wanted. I wanted to fight. I wanted to grit. I wanted to not quitting. I wanted them to just go at them and get in their chest. I wanted them to let them know that they were there. 
And they did that for four quarters. They did that, man. They came up short. We're going to definitely get into why they came up short. But, man, I, I have no problem with the effort that they put forth today. I, I'm very happy with that. All right, you know what? Because this comment just popped up, let's start with Vooch. Sure. Let's start. Uh, juniors, or JRs, said, we need to play through Vooch on the block more. I disagree. Look, you might look at tonight's box score and say, man, Vooch, 2 of 10 from downtown. Mm. He needed to take the open threes. Yeah. If you read Will Gottlieb's How Do the Bulls Beat the Bucks Defense primer on allchgo.com earlier this week, you would have gotten his wonderful explanation of just how important it was going to be for Vooch to hit threes, especially Vooch threes above the break in this series, because that's what the Bucks defense gives you. Yeah. And yes, two of ten behind the three-point line looks awful, but you know what? If the ball is a shade of a half of a millimeter, one side or other, half of those went halfway down and then rimmed out, Dave. They did, man. I have no problem with the 2 of 10 from 3 Vooch tonight. None. And any of you who do have a problem with it are missing the forest for the trees. Yeah, I agree. He needed to take those shots. They were open. They were available to him. He had to. Even on ones, Matt, where he pump faked and went to the bucket, I was okay with all of that. But he has to take those shots, guys. He's got to keep that defense honest. And he's going to get those looks because those big guys are not coming out on him. And they're going to start falling. I just have a feeling. This yeah. is just me feeling it right now. This is their first game playing like that, man. But big up to Vooch. I mean, he didn't shoot great, but who did? I mean, not 9 of 27 shooting. The fact he took 27 shots also. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Whoa. He took 27 shots, and that's awesome. But he ended up with 24 points, 17 rebounds, man. You're in this game because of the way he played. You're in this game because even the two threes that he hit, you're in this game for that, man. I, I'm not mad at what Vooch did tonight. I'm not mad at the game that he played tonight, man. We wouldn't be in this game if it wasn't for him. No. I, I mean, and, and like, I mean, those those boards, he was working his tail off yeah. on the glass tonight on both ends. Yeah. And like you said, it wasn't just a bad Vooch shooting night. Everybody oh. had a bad Everybody shooting night. Everybody in a black jersey. I mean, <laughs> Kobe going 5 of 10 off the bench. Was the best. He's their best shooter. That was your best yeah. offensive efficiency tonight was 5 of 10 from Kobe. That is correct. Who had that on their bingo card for tonight? Because I sure as hell I didn't. Like, and I love Kobe. <laughs> but, look, I, I'm sorry. I disagree with needing to, you know, post up Vooch more. I, I just I disagree with it. He, he had a couple tonight especially late in this very tight game where he got it done yeah uh he, he drew that foul on Bobby Portis yes, he did he had a nice little uh you know scoop mini hook late in this game when they really needed a bucket um but I I mean I yeah he went two of ten the Bulls needed to take the open threes that the Bucks defense gave them tonight yeah. and it's just a real freaking bummer yes. that like many nights we've seen recently the Bulls just didn't make their threes. They, the Bulls were, oh, dear. Yeah, say it. Oh, dear. Say it, man. Seven of 37? Yeah. Am I reading that right? You are reading that correctly. That is exactly what they were. Seven. 19% from behind the three-point line. Yeah. Your best three-point shooter, was, again, was Kobe White, who was two of six. He shot 33%, and that was your best one. The three-point shooting absolutely killed them tonight. And it's going, to, it's going to hurt more and more going forward if they don't hit these shots because obviously those are the shots that are going to be available to them because we talked about it leading up to this, the way that the Bucks play defense. 
They're going to try to stop what's going on inside, which, again, is why you can't post up Vooch all day long because guess what? They're trying to defend that. And they're going to let you shoot those threes. You're going to get those looks, man. Vooch has some great wide-open looks. Zach has some wide-open looks. You know, everybody had a wide-open look. Caruso, wide-open looks. Guys just weren't hitting their shots, man. They just were not falling like that. And that's where the percentage that you got, and that's the big reason they took this hell. Uh, Jared, shout out in the comments, saying uh, Billy's game plan was outstanding. That Agreed. week of practice was productive. And I agree. Man, you saw it. The Bulls social media team made Bulls fans aware of how hard of a week of practice that Billy just ran his <laughs> guys did. through. And they you know did. what? I have no problem with that. Because no. we were talking about get your rest, get your rest. And we were mm-hmm. questioning why Billy was even playing some of these guys like Zach and DeMar down the stretch in these meaningless games once they had the six seed locked up. Yeah. And then he used the week of practice – to come up with a game plan and actually get these guys a good sweat going. Yeah. You know, like, a, a good hard practice is not the same thing as an NBA game. So, like, I feel like they had a, they probably had a good balance of resting up guys that needed some rest while actually having some strong practices. Because, look, if the Bulls hit three more threes, if they Dang. hit three more of their 37 threes, if they go yeah. 10 of 37 instead yeah. of 7 of 37, they win this game. Yeah, man. If DeMar goes not 6 of 25, but 9 of 25, mm-hmm. they win this game. It's just simple. Frick. And, and, and what's funny is, Matt, usually we get on these and we're complaining about the free throw shooting and disparity. That I don't really have a complaint about that. They got to the line 19 times, 17 of them. All right? Now, of course, I feel like they should have gotten more fouls called going forward like that. But in general, I wasn't upset with that. They had opportunities to take that lead, to take that game from them, but could not hit those threes. They were available to them. They just would not go down. I like the fact that that, if that's what it's going to be, I'm comfortable with them having those looks Mm -hmm. and comfortable with them having those shots. And I hope they get them again because I don't think Zach Levine is going to shoot like that again. I just don't. I don't see Zach Levine going 2 of 10 again. I don't see Zach Levine having five fouls again. You know what I'm saying? I don't don't see that stuff happening. They they learned a lot, personally, to me in, in this first game. I thought they learned a whole lot about playoff basketball, the atmosphere of it, and they probably learned a lot about Billy Donovan. And where that other side of Billy Donovan is. You know what I'm saying? Like, Billy Donovan was like, hold, hold the hell on. Yeah. <laughs> y'all think it's all sweet? Y'all taking this kindness for chump? Let me let y'all know who the hell, man. I ain't coming for this bull. You know? And he was focused. That that timeout, Matt, <laughs> that he got. The beginning of the second half? Yeah, look, man. After they score, they, the Bucks get the ball and just take the ball after net and just run back down and score in three seconds. And Billy Donovan took a timeout with a look on his face that I remember seeing from my father when I did something wrong. And that is not a good thing. That means trouble was a brewing. Changed some things immediately when he saw that. Well, and, you know, as we're on the subject of uh, Billy Donovan, the other thing that was very noticeable tonight is that he went first to Tristan Thompson, mm-hmm. was out there, and I'm like, oh, God, okay. Like, yes, we need size, quote-unquote, but mm-hmm. I'm not loving this. And but, but Billy had kind of talked about that during their week off, saying, yeah, I might go back and maybe even throw the TT and Vooch lineup back together again. And so I, I wasn't loving that. And then, like, D- Tristan played two minutes maybe. Yeah. And then next time Billy needed somebody else in that front court to come into the rotation – 
It was Derrick Jones Jr. Oh, I could hear the joy from all the way from Marquette. Australia. I heard it from Australia all the way, man. Billy listened. He listened, man. And that's when the Bulls started to get get things together. As soon as they went to that small ball lineup, things they started getting things together a little bit. And it's like what Marquette said. Like, you're going to give up the rebounding. You're going to give up those things. But it's the way they can, they play. You know what I'm saying? It's the way the ball moves in that kind of offense when you run that small ball offense that you kind of saw uh, tonight, man. And, I, and yeah, I, I liked how it looked, and I think you'll see more of it going forward. And even Tristan, when he put him in in that fourth quarter, it still was a small ball kind of offensive style that was mm-hmm. going on. So yeah, I think I think you'll see I think you'll see more of that. I think you'll see more of that going forward. And, and the other interesting thing that Billy did as far as his bench minutes in that rotation tonight is that maybe down the stretch of the season, Bulls fans were saying, ah, it looks like maybe Io's hit the rookie wall a little bit, or certainly at least his shot's gone cold. Right. But Kobe looked maybe even worse mm-hmm. for stretches down, mm-hmm. uh, you know, over the final, you know, March into April. Kobe played 23 minutes tonight mm-hmm. to just Io's nine. Mm-hmm. And Io was a complete non-factor in this game, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, Kobe does have... Two more years of NBA experience yeah. than than Io does. Yeah, but I feel like if you were to take a straw poll among Bulls fans before this game tonight mm-hmm. and ask them who they you know trusted more coming into these playoff series, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if, if more people said Io because mm-hmm. he played a more important role on this team. It feels like for a larger part of the season, and they were both shooting poorly coming into the playoffs. That's true, they were, and it's weird because once again he's a rookie, yeah. <laughs> so it's weird to say, but. Your point is valid, and we said we talked about it in uh, pregame. What we wanted from Kobe White, like we know you can do these other things, and you're better at them. But if you're not scoring, then how can you be on the floor? Because I need you to score. He heard that loud and clear. Yeah, he was out there scoring, and I mean unconsciously scoring. The play he had after he hit the three, then he gets the defensive stop, brings it down, mm-hmm. stops, then looks, and then takes off again, goes right to the bucket for the layup. Beautiful. Like at that point, I said, "Oh, you're playing tonight. Like he's gonna stay in the game. That's exactly what's gonna happen. It's gonna be on a case by case basis, I think. Right. Uh, going forward, because if he's gonna be cold, I think Kobe will get that hook. You know what I mean? And if Io hits some of these shots, it's gonna be good. But he wasn't. He like you said, he was he was a non factor tonight, and that's all right. Honestly, I'm not mad at that because he's a yeah. rookie and all these other things, and it wasn't detrimental. To the team, you know, it wasn't like, oh, man, Ayo was 0 for 12, you know what yeah. I mean, and just destroyed us and as far as uh, getting this victory. But but still, you know what I mean, you want him to play a little bit better, and hopefully he learns something from this, man, and he'll take it off the game too. Uh, Cameron in the comments saying refs were on one tonight too, some questionable no calls uh, on some charges. Okay, l- let's just acknowledge this quickly and then move sure. on. Sure. I do not think the refs had a large impact on the outcome of that game. I agree. I think that there were – Good calls and bad calls on both ends. Yeah. Like, there were calls that screwed the Bulls, and there were calls that were definitely screwing the Bucks. <laughs> yes. So, yes, you know what? Yes. I call that a wash and move on tonight. I completely agree. No, like I said, it was one of the reasons. Remember, usually we come on here complaining about free throws. Right. And free throw shooting, and, oh, man, the refs were screwing them, and then we thought they were going to give those late whistles like, like they were usually given. Listen, Bulls were 17 of 19. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks were fifteen of twenty three. Thanks for those misses, Bucks. Yeah, good enough. looking out on that. Almost, almost I, I saw there. a comment. Have we finally found the success to beating the Bucks? Well, first of all, we didn't win. Second of all, yeah, just pray that they miss every wide open three that well, we give see, them. Well, yeah. see, that's yeah. the thing. The question of oh, was this was this a good defensive effort tonight from the Bulls? 
I think you can give the Bulls credit because that is some more, some of the most spirited Bulls defense yeah. I've seen in a while. In a while. But not just that, but competent. Yes. The rotations yes. were better. The pick and roll switches yeah. were better. Oh, the pick and roll. Better. Oh like, we actually God. watched competent pick and roll defense tonight, they, Dave. They closed out on shooters. Right. Oh, my God. And, they, like, look, were some of their last, last, last rotations late? Yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. with good ball movement in, in the NBA, that happens to every defense. Yeah. I, and you saw a little bit of that death by a thousand cuts defense tonight. And, again, it was led by Alex Caruso, mm. who was redeeming himself in that second half. But, man, they, you saw a little bit of it. When they were trying to give the ball and trying to get it inside, you saw them little guards attacking that piranha style, attacking the dudes with the ball, getting it out of those big dudes' hands, man, and running the other way with it. You saw, I saw that so many times tonight, and it felt good to see. Because, again, I hadn't seen that in a long time. And, again, that takes effort to do stuff like that you got to put your thing into it man put your back into it you can do it put your back into it shout out ice cube yeah and and like that's something that we talked about a lot while he was out is not just the individual defense that caruso brings you but the way that his presence on the floor elevates the defense of the you know to be frank shit defenders that Mm. are who are his teammates oh thank you frank uh, you're welcome, Bob. No, but like for real, yeah. it's like when Caruso's on the floor, all of a sudden the effort level of his Bulls teammates yeah. on the defensive end goes from 50 to like 67. Yes. And you're like, okay, yeah. so you are all capable of actually <laughs> executing defensive rotations and trying to get steals, right. trying to get blocks. Mm-hmm. Do it more. <laughs> more of that. It was just the swarming nature that I was just really happy to see. And Caruso, Matt, the charges he was taking. Yeah. And, oh, mm. my God. They were so awesome. You saw DeMar DeRozan getting in there. You was like, you know what? I'm going to take these charges. I can't play this defense, mm. but I can get a charge or two, can I? I can do that. And that's what you saw him doing, sacrificing his body to go ahead and do that. Zach Levine as well. Like, guys were out there doing what they could to provide effort for this team on the defensive end so they can get that ball and run the other way. And it happened a lot in that third quarter, especially when they would just get turnover after turn. When the Bulls would miss a shot or they would do some of the offense in we didn't like, they were getting the ball right back, and they were running the ball down, man. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to see. I was very excited about it, man. So hopefully they take that over in the game too. I hope they look at this and see, you know, and not get discouraged because they took the L. You know what I mean? You Don't be happy with it or anything like that. But look at what you did right. Because a lot of things you did right are things people didn't think you could do anymore. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And so I'm I'm happy to, at the way they showcase that, yo, man, no, we still got it in us. Billy Donovan had to get in our ass a little bit, but we still got it in us like that. So, yeah, shit, we'll see We'll see what it looks like in game two because I promise you the Bucks are coming in game two. Right. <laughs> they see, coming. that's – and this kind of goes back to what Joey just chimed in with a minute ago, which is the Bucks. I they did you a favor tonight because they also shot terribly. Yes, they did. Ten of thirty-eight from behind the three-point line. Uh, Middleton Yo. went one of seven. Brooke mm. went one of five. Mm. Holiday went one of four. Mm. Pat Connaughton went one of six Mm-mm. off the bench. Uh, dipshit McGillicuddy missed both of his three-point attempts. Mm-hmm. Like. The Bucks are going to shoot better in game two. Yes, they, they are. are. They are. Which is why, you know, we're talking about how this Bulls defense looked competent and that they actually showed up and that despite a really rough shooting night from basically all of your big three, 
you you were in this game and you had a chance in this game until the last 30 seconds you were in this game. Uh, you were right there. Re, re, so here's here's the realist me. Okay. All right. Here we go. The Bulls are getting blown out in game two. <laughs> this was our chance to steal one. He's right. This was the shot. This was your chance and to also, steal And also, did one. you see, did, did you hear that piece of the broadcast right as the game was winding up? That the Bucks had lost five of their previous six game ones. Yep, sure did. That's that, what they do. It was on a platter for you. Yeah. And they couldn't get it done. Fuck! And I'm trying to figure out, the play was, was very confusing to me, was that last one by Caruso when he fouled Drew Holiday. When they were down by three. <laughs> what was that? When there was 15 seconds left mm. and there was 11 on the shot clock and he fouled. And I, and I still don't understand why. And I think he fouled because of that elbow to the face he took of Bobby Portis. And so he was just fouling maybe because he was like, oh, man, I need to get a rest or something like that. But that was not the foul to take right there. I, just, I didn't understand it. It didn't make sense to me. Uh, I, that, for me, was a huge shift. That, that was the game. Like, the game was called right after that. Because yeah. they go to the line, they immediately make it a two-possession game. And, yeah, they took away that opportunity, man. So, yeah, after all that, as bad as they played, and as shitty as the Bulls played, man, they had opportunity to win this game. They really had that opportunity they couldn't get it done. This is the learning process. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> Man. I love that our comment section is Vooch haters and Vooch defenders just oh. yelling at each other. Oh. Y'all, we already covered that part of tonight's show. Yeah. And quick reminder, if you're a loud Vooch hater tonight, uh. you're wrong. Um, <laughs> Big Dave, tell the people about points bet, would you please? Oh, do the people want to hear about some gambling? I think you do. And I think you want to help out CAGO. I think you want to do that as well. And the best way to do that is to download that points bet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. And when you do that, all right now, you'll get two, count them, uno, dos, two risk free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive, guess what? Think it, think it, think it. A free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that web content. And, because I ain't finished, you'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from that CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit. And that's that points bet. And introducing that live NBA same game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same game parlay only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And if you want more. And we know that you do. You can also boost your live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, boost live, and partay live with points bet. And all you beautiful people that are in this wonderful state of Illinois in this immaculate city of Chicago, you can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. You don't have to go nowhere anymore. Stay home and make yourself some money. So what are you waiting for? Huh? Because once that game starts, you don't just bet. What you do, Matt Peck? You live your bet life. Hit him one time, Joey. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Ooh. Ooh. Little Heath Ledger Joker there. Ooh. I love that one. I like that one. I love that. <laughs> well, um, well. <laughs> shout out to our pal C Dub in the comments who said top guys got a bow. Top guys Look, got a ball. They I mean, your your big three tonight, again, all shot poorly. They did. Um hard yeah. to win against the defending champs when your team's big three mm -hmm. 
shoot uh, poop percent from the field. Poop percent? Not 2%, not but poop percent. Poop percent is worse than 2%. Uh, uh, Clinton in the comments said, hey, Matt, what's your anger meter for the last minute of that game? Mine mm-hmm. was 10 plus. Well, so we decided to go. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. So we're going to calculate that peck anger meter. Calculate it up with the people in South Carolina. Let's see what's going on. Let's see what's whoop, happening. See, whoop, he was angry. He was putting whoop, that at the bottom. Still whoop. angry. Still calculating. Oh, the suspense. Oh, it broke. Hold on, hold on. He oh, broke the, it. Oh. It broke. There's was an so anger meter angry. malfunction. The anger meter malfunction. Well, in that case, whatever it is, like add another point on. <laughs> the scientist. Oh, it's the peck emotion meter. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was emotional. Look, am I, of a hat. am I angry tonight? Uh-huh. Yes, part of me is angry tonight because yes. the Bulls let go of a game that they absolutely could have stolen yeah. on the road in the playoffs. Yeah. You got to seize those opportunities. Yeah. But anger was one of a million emotions I just felt over the last two hours watching that game. Yeah. I had moments of jubilation. That we shared, we did. That were lovely. They were. Well, the Bulls were making that comeback. Oh, oh! When they took that lead. Oh, oh. As, as you said, Dave. I mean, watching Bulls play off basketball again, I forgot what that felt like. Yeah, and it it is a roller coaster of emotions. Yes, <laughs> some of us more than others, <laughs> but it is a roller coaster of emotions. And yes, I'm angry, but anger is one of a million emotions that I am feeling right now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the key of that right there, man. Like, it wasn't just all anger. Like, you went through all those oh levels of gosh. emotions, man. And that's playoff basketball, ladies and gentlemen. That's something we ain't experienced in a very long time. I kept screaming at how much I missed that. I just missed it so much, feeling that feeling around here, man. Like, oh, being, being down so low because your team's not playing well. Then your team coming back. And then your team finally getting over that home and taking that lead. And it feels so good and you're just so hyped up and you want more. And then the team battles back and then it just becomes a battle. You know what I'm saying? It just becomes a fight between the two teams, man. See who can pull this out. I miss being in that situation Mm -hmm. with this team. You know what I'm saying? It's been a very long time feeling that. Of course, they got stuff to work on. You know what I mean? And like Matt said, in game two, it might get ugly. But it was just fun to be in that situation right there, man. And I hope they learn a lot from that. I hope they showed that, yo, you can hang with this team, man, but you got to hit your threes. Yeah. You got to hit your three. What was my swing? What did I talk about in the round tape? Three-point three shooting. shooting, man. It's key, bro. It's so key. You got to get that three-point shooting. And, you know, especially on a night when the Bucks do you that favor of also having an off night. Yes. Yes. Yeah, man. I see the question there. Uh, What about Kobe's impact tonight? Man. So we touched on it briefly earlier, but we could talk about it a little bit more. Sure. Um, I I think was it on our Thursday podcast this week where we were talking about the young trio Kobe Pat and and Io and yeah. who we had faith in and who needed to step and I said something along the lines of I have no faith left in Kobe White I remember this Kobe <laughs> I apologize <laughs> he's, he's, tonight stepped up he did he did you re, you restored a, a skills of faith Bathy Young Matt Peck and you did it I, on I, Easter I, Sunday I still don't well think he, done. I still don't think he's here next season no. but. No, no, that's beside the point. But we're talking about game one. <laughs> like, we're talking about right now. He played he, – he looked comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't see him look out of whack out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sometimes you can see when Kobe's having a bad game, you can really truly see he's having a bad game. That's outside of the shooting, I mean, just by the way he's playing on the floor. I didn't see that really tonight. 
He just looked like a guy that was engaged, a guy that was confident, and he knew the shots that he wanted to take, and he was all right taking those shots, man. Even when he was making moves to the bucket, I enjoy watching all of that. So I thought he played a very solid game. He looked like a solid dude coming off the bench. Yeah. And I just need him to hit more threes. Like, that's yeah. it. Like, and he again, he, he shot 33%. Right, I, I need more. Two, two of six behind the three-point line was the best the Bulls did behind the three-point line Oof, of yeah. any individual. Yeah, not, um, fun. not fun. Not fun. Kobe raising his stock before the offseason is great, says Dupes. Yeah, it's uh, good for him. Yeah, yeah sure. Do thing. Um, Let's talk about we're going to get that game too. But here's something a lot, a lot of people out, I see are discussing in there, man. And yep. that's the play of one DeMar DeRozan, yeah, Matthew Pitt. We should talk about the guy who got the mm. Bulls here. Mm. Because, and I said this to you towards the, you know, the final minutes of, of that game when it looked like the Bulls were going to come up a little bit short. Yeah. And said, what I am already dreading is those idiot basketball heads on Twitter who use this game to fuel their argument of, DeMar doesn't show up in the playoffs. There's one. DeMar can't get it done in the playoffs. That's how they say it, man. Yeah, that's how they say it in my head anyway. Because <laughs> the people who are saying that have an IQ of negative 75. <laughs> and that's how people have an IQ of negative 75 talk. DeMar can't get it done in the playoffs. Oh, my God. You, so you, you were being your, your pro meathead self during pregame. I was. That's me being negative meathead somebody else. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, what, what do you think about that? I mean, he had a tough game. But he did. You know what I likened it to? I was. I think it would have stood out to me more if he was the only one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I was like, all right, DeMar DeRozan is the reason we didn't win this game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I don't feel that way. I feel like everybody else didn't, didn't shoot well. Right. A lot of people didn't shoot well tonight. But you want your best player to step up when it's time to step up. And he didn't do that uh, tonight in the fourth quarter. Uh, even though he contributed the eight rebounds and the six assists, you know, but I know one guy who likes stepping up. I know oh. one person that be stepping up all the time, man. Who is who is that? Who oh, likes stepping up? He is the Gibbs. Oh! Gibbs leave is in the building. Swag on a hundred thousand trillion. That's him. <laughs> can you can you guys hear me? We hear you loud and clear, sir. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah. I will. Look at him. Oh. Look at him. Looking real good. nice with the uh, the playoffs logo backdrop there, sir. Yeah, Will, the backdrop is yeah, nice. I had to get a good backdrop for the for the show. Proud of you, man. I'm in the – this is like right where Billy took his – and the players took their post game, so I'm still in the nice. background. Nice. You're getting the good seats. Yeah. So how how, did, how was it tonight, Will? How was it tonight for you experiencing that playoff game in Milwaukee? Uh, first Bulls playoff game in like since I started actually covering the team. So that was really fun. Uh, energy was great in the arena. A lot of Bulls fans. A lot of Bulls fans. Um, so, so shout out to you guys for making the drive. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a thought it was a great game. Like they they go down early, they get smacked in the face, and you think it's going to be one of those situations like we've talked about for the past couple of weeks where they just kind of fall away and the game's over in the first couple of minutes. And they fought back. I mean, uh, I would have loved to witness the Matt Peck show while watching the game, but. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I thought considering the way they shot the ball, uh, to be within like 10 points at the end of the first quarter and then just chipping away, chipping away, getting that lead after the Vucevic three and then going up five really could not have been happier with, uh, the way that they played. It's a shame that the shots didn't fall and, you know, you miss a bunny here and there, and then they go down the other end and get one. And 
all of a sudden it's a little bit out of reach. But I think all things considered, that was like probably their chance to steal one, right? Um, so it's a shame they weren't able to do it. Yeah, I mean, that is the really unfortunate part. Um, so, you know, we kind of talked about the fact that all of the Bulls 3 had had rough nights shooting um, and, and, like, each kind of made managed to make big plays occasionally when they needed to to help their team stay in it. In fr- From your perspective, Will, I, I mean, 9 of 27 for Vooch, 6 of 25 for DeMar, 6 of 19 for Zach. Which guy can they look to tonight to say, if we get that, but just a couple more, we're good versus we need a lot more from this guy. I mean, all of them, right? I mean, <laughs> like Zach goes two for 10 on threes. When, how often does that happen? He got completely removed from the game after he picked up that fourth foul on the charge. That was, it was hard to see from my vantage point, but sounds like that should have been uh, a play where they challenged. Billy said that the guys behind the bench looked at it and thought it was a charge, thought they weren't going to be able to overturn it. So that was the thinking there, but you have to imagine – He's not going to shoot two for 10 every night. And then the other thing is he didn't score after that. So that was six minutes into the third quarter and he was scoreless following that fourth foul. He came back in, he airballed a few shots. He looked rusty, looked like he was just taken out of his game. And, and he was kind of the, the one aside from Vooch who was carrying the offense Tamar was not playing his best by any means, um, not getting the usual foul calls that he has sort of made a living on this year. So I think some of it is playoff atmosphere. You know, you're going to not get as many foul calls. There's like a little bit more physicality involved um, and that hurts, but Vooch going two for 10. I mean, he's been bad shooting this year, but they're giving him those above the break threes. He's got to make those. Uh, that was one of my keys to the series. So I think you look for all those guys to make more shots. I mean, they shot like 32% as a team. Um, the Bucks also shot pretty poorly, 40% as a team. Uh, Middleton only had 11 points. Um, so you, you expect kind of both of these teams to, to pick it up on the offensive end. Um, and yeah, I mean, for, for the Bulls to have been in this game, despite how poorly they were shooting, I thought that was pretty impressive. How was Billy Donovan, uh, in the post game press? Was he kind of encouraged? Was he a little down on the team? How, how was he in the post game? He's always so level. It's always kind of like surprising to me that he never like comes out and says like, we missed an opportunity, this and this and this went wrong. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was very level about it. He, um, you know, mentioned a few mistakes here and there. He said, you know, they shot poorly, but so did we. And, you know, that will even itself out. Um, but I, I think, like, you know, some of the players said this, like, they, they realized they had a chance here and it didn't work out. But I think everybody sort of got a boost of confidence knowing, like, we can take a punch from this team and hang around and hang around and then come back and take a lead. Like, we can hang. So I think that goes a long way, even if they didn't get it. Um, and at the very least, like it makes it a more watchable series for all of us, right? Like it sucks to just get walked all over for four games in the playoffs. I thought this was really encouraging and hopefully means that this series will be, you know, pretty competitive. What did you make of the back end of Billy's rotation, Will? Because I know you and our pal Mark K did that amazing work earlier this week, kind of making your own the, rotation. And, uh, you know, in, in y'all's educated guess and predictions, or, or maybe not that, not uh, predicting what Billy would do, but what you would do, maybe, um, you had a very brief Javante stint in there and, uh, and, and more minutes for, for probably Io and Tristan. And tonight, Billy not, not only played Javante 17 minutes off the bench, he also, after a quick stint of Tristan, 
then brought Derek Jones Jr. into the rotation. What did you make of that? Yeah, I think when we put that project together, it was very much like, uh, you know, what do we think Billy's going to do? Given what Billy has been doing, this is what we think he will do. Um, I thought Billy coached a hell of a game. Like, he was creative. He was super quick on the trigger with Io, Kobe, and Pat, all of whom started out really, really poorly. Um, I thought he got, like, Zach and Damar and Kobe the ball in motion, getting him, uh, getting them, like, a little bit more space, uh, half step on Drew and Wes Matthews to be able to get their shots off. Obviously, they didn't go in. But um, I was really impressed with the way he coached it. And I think that, um, you know, lineups fall into that as well, where you get creative with Derek Jones Jr. coming in. Um, and he was just a disaster on offense. He like fell over on a fast break and airballed the corner three and all this stuff. But like, you can't deny the way the defensive rotations look when he's out there. Um, they got a couple of steals. He's really quick at getting back out to shooters. He's like a seven foot 22 wingspan. I mean, he's getting out to guys and the Bulls, I thought as a whole, were really good at rotations tonight. And that's something that they've struggled with. So uh, same with Javante, quick hook on Patrick, like, Javante did a really good job on Giannis in I think it was their third matchup where he got sick and he left the game but he just he gets up into his airspace he prevents him from being able to put the ball on the floor and I think that is sort of the recipe of like walling off the paint preventing him from being able to pull the ball on the deck and um, yeah I mean I think that it would be surprising if they don't go back to that uh, especially with the way that Pat played just like a little bit scared he passed up a three uh, he airballed the shot so um, I, I appreciate that, you know, even if the, even if the rotation's a little bit longer, like I think nine or 10 or even 11 guys got in the game, um, he seemed to like figure out the ones that were going to play real minutes very quickly. And I, and I thought that was really, um, important for getting back into this game. Are you comfortable with, uh, Vooch taking that many threes? And, and the other thing that we've seen people talking about that Matt was uh, touching on in the first segment is people want to see them play, you know, kind of inside out with Vooch, you know, more Vooch in the post, more Vooch in the post. Uh, are you in agreement with that? Or are you just like, no, I'm okay with him standing out shooting these threes because we need a three-point shooting? Yeah, um, and it speaks to the question in the comments here about the offensive sets. Uh, I, I mean, basically the Bucks defense is constructed to drop back off the pick and roll, contain the ball handler, and basically leave the shooter wide open above the break. Um, I was listening to Zach Lowe and David Thorpe on their sort of playoff preview podcast. And David Thorpe said, I want Vooch to get up 10 threes per half. And I think, honestly, like, yes, he should do that. I mean, the Bulls are overmatched here. They are overburdened. They are lacking talent. Like, you kind of need to get freaky and, like, play the math a little bit more. And that means a lot of Vooch threes. Um, he had that one that tied it at 64, and he, like – gave a fist bump he was excited like they I think they need to shoot a lot. they need to basically outshoot the Bucks from three to have a chance here um and I you know I, I think Billy did a good job of getting Damar and Zach uh the ball where you know it, it got them to their spot and I think same for Vooch like just to be able to get all those open looks and now he can start you know if they're closing out harder than him he can put the ball down and get to his little floater so um I think the inside out game is there's a place for it but I think Vooch, even though he hasn't been a great shooter, is kind of the key to the Bulls competing here. Uh, what did you think of his work on the boards? Uh, he was awesome. I thought the whole team was I – mean, they they kind of gave up a lot of boards because basically their strategy was to, like, keep Giannis in front of them by, like, backing 
you know, getting into him off uh, when he put the ball down, but then backing off and like not fouling him. So he had a, he had a couple of offensive rebound opportunities, but uh, Vooch boxes out like a madman. I thought Zach and Kobe and DeMar rebounded really well um, and got back to rebound instead of trying to get out in transition. Uh, I don't think the Bulls like had any transition points this game because they were all trying to get back. Um, so I thought they rebounded well. I mean, 17 boards for Vooch. It's a pretty, pretty hard to argue with that. Uh, yeah, fast break points tonight. Will uh, Bucks won it eight to five, so it was <laughs> it was it was a grinder. This was like hardcore nineties basketball. It, like, it in a lot of ways scored, it kind of reminded you of that points. first game between these two teams, right? The one from back in January that was a similar final score to this one. Yeah, I think it was ninety four ninety. Um, I don't know if it's just like these teams shoot poorly against one another, um, or. I mean, I don't think the defensive rotations were that good to where, you know, you're just 10 of 38 for the Bucks on threes. Like, they were getting a lot of open looks. So, um, I don't think all of these games will be this low scoring um, just by virtue of the fact that, like, you know, they're never going to shoot seven for 37 on threes. So, um, that will definitely go up. But, um, yeah, I mean, all in all, I think these teams just, like, play each other really well and – sort of turn off the things that that lead to easy quick points like fast break points uh charlie in the comments mentioned the what looked like maybe an over the back by Giannis, but then ended up being pat williams boxing him out Mm -hmm. and then the foul got called on pat i don't know i mean were there any questions thrown at billy about tonight's officiating that that in particular because it could have been Giannis's sixth foul whether or not you know the the foul trouble for Zach or Caruso affected Billy's rotations tonight, did he speak to any of that? Um, there was some talk about the fouls. Uh, basically, that I mean that one was that was bad. Like they just didn't want to foul out Giannis. That was a, that was a good box out. I think the charge call on Zach was a little bit more. I you know it seemed clearly like it was a blocking foul, but a little bit more room for error on that one. Um, and like I said, totally took Zach out of the game. He wouldn't admit it and said that like he liked his shots, but he literally did not score a point after coming out um, with six minutes to go in the third quarter. So, um, and then as a, as a whole, I think the Bulls shot only three free throws in the second half. So uh, it was kind of lopsided for the Bulls in the first half and then the Bucks in the second half. Um, that's kind of the way it goes in, in the playoffs. And, you know, you, you look back to a couple of drives where DeMar – probably could have gotten a call here and there. Like I think he had three or maybe even four drives where it looked like he probably could kind of could have gotten to the line. Um, and maybe that changes the entire outcome of the game. So I think it goes both ways and overall probably called it pretty evenly, but definitely some frustrating ones, especially that Patrick Williams box out. I mean, that, that looked super clean. That um, You touched on that uh, DeMar DeRozan and a lot of people, because Matt was just kind of getting into that, uh, before you got on, are saying, you know, are immediately saying, oh, here goes classic DeMar DeRozan not being able to show up in the playoffs, not being able to be that guy. Um, do you do you feel kind of that way, or are you just like, dude, this is game one, everybody was kind of struggling? I mean, yeah, everybody was – like nobody shot the ball well. Nobody scored a lot of points. Um, I think Giannis was like the only one of the notable players around 50%. So, um yeah, he, he said, like, maybe the week off. I don't know what the hell happened. But um, I I liked the shots that he was getting. I think he's – I mean, he said he liked them. The Bulls were running a lot of um, what's called the zipper cut, where basically DeMar or Zach or Kobe would come up from the baseline and get two screens just going straight up 
through the elbow um, and get a little bit of space. Uh, I, I thought he got some really clean looks from the mid range that just didn't go in. Um, and yeah, you kind of just got to live with it. Did he? I, I have a hard hitting question. Okay, go this for it. This is my hard hitting question for Will. Hit me hard. Were Were you able to make best friends with Arturis in the next box over next to you? Okay, so yeah, the entire front office was at the game tonight. Arturis, Eversley, um, like all the all the staff. Um, basically, the way that it's set up is like the press box is here, and then there's like a giant space where there's nothing, and so like there it wasn't even like a way to get over there, but um all those guys were watching um didn't get a chance to talk to anybody but uh i imagine they'll be back here for game two friendly wave perhaps yes <laughs> i think if they if they knew who to look for maybe i would have waved but <laughs> what did you guys make of p will tonight just curious uh moment seemed a little big for him only three shot attempts obviously passed up the one wide open three but you know he's young. i'm just curious you know, what the vibe is around the press box and what you guys think too, Matt and, Matt and Big Well, Big. yeah, so, Will, you mentioned that three that he didn't take. You, speaking of if you had been here and you wish you could have been here, <laughs> when Pat passed up that open three, when they were making that run, both of us lost our goddamn <laughs> Yeah, and you figure that that's like the moment where you would get a little confidence. So like, as a group, you're getting back into the game. And he just, I mean, it was, it was bad. Um, he had, I think, one layup where he kind of went into Giannis and it didn't even look like he wanted to shoot it, but like he was already in the air. So he kind of had to, and it just went in. Uh, I, I don't think he was like ready for the moment, um, which is sad because he's like kind of supposed to be that guy, but also a little bit to be expected. I mean, just like basically zero experience. Same with Io. He, he just didn't really, I mean, super short leash with all those guys. Kobe had a terrible first stint and then um, he came back in and just started drilling some shots and that kind of extended his run a little bit. But uh, I, I don't think Pat played very well. And uh, I mean, I, you, you hope that some of these games, whether or not you play the play well, um, will at least like encourage you to have some confidence moving forward so that you're not quite as, like, I mean, I don't want to say useless, but he just, like, did not have an impact on the game at all. Javante played much better, um, and I would expect to see more of him again in the next game. Yeah, that was definitely going to be my next question. Uh, what changes to the lineup or the rotation uh, that you might see uh, in game two? But you just mentioned that with Javante Green getting a little more minutes uh, over Pat. Do you think we'll see that in the starting lineup, or we'll pretty much stand Pat with uh, what game one's uh, lineup was? Yeah, I think probably they'll stick with what they started with tonight um, and have Pat starting at the four. Um, they did a bunch of weird stuff on Giannis where it was like, you know, switching onto him or like super hard doubling or hard digging um, to try to like get him to pass out of the post. Um, so I think Javante in general works best in like short bursts where he can just like wreak havoc on Giannis for four or five or six minutes at a time and then take a break and then come back in and do it again. Um, I mean, he, he had one shot and no points tonight. So at least Pat was able to produce a little bit on the other end. Um, but that has been the question mark of his team. It's like, what happens when, what happens at the backup four and the backup five? Um, 
there's not a great answer. And I imagine there would be sort of a timeshare until somebody really puts their stamp on a game. I thought the Bulls, as a collective unit, did a good job of keeping Giannis in front of them tonight. Yeah. By good job, I mean there were still three times, four times, where he just bullied his way all the way to the rim and your jaw just drops and you say, oh my God, right. that's Giannis. But better than in some of the regular season matchups, as a collective effort, they kept themselves in front of Giannis and did not give him as many easy looks. Um Talking about anything that Billy might do uh, from game one to game two, is there anything that you think that Mike Budenholzer will look at from this game tape and say, this is what I'm looking to move from game one to game two? Because before he finally got over the hump and won that chip for the Bucks last season, there were there were a lot of similar critiques and criticisms thrown at uh, Budenholzer's way sure. that some Bulls fans have had at times with Billy this season, which is, game-to-game adjustment or in-game adjustment. So if you're Budenholzer, what are you taking away from this game tape? Yeah, that's a really good question, and I haven't put too much thought into that side of it. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same situation as the Bulls, right? Like, they just shot really, really poorly. Um, Their defense, I thought, was relatively good. You have Wes Matthews and Drew really pressing Zach and DeMar. Like, you have to be happy with the way that you defended them, um, even though I think – Damar and Zach will tell you that they like the shots they got. Um, I think they're going to continue to live and die with Vucevic making or uh, taking above the break threes. Um, They sort of have a recipe that works. And even though it was sort of ugly tonight, I would be surprised, especially given that they got the win, if they do anything drastically different. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think overall, both teams are like kind of relatively happy with the way they played, just make more shots were there any other uh players that were at the podium uh after billy donovan's quote yeah it was uh damar booch and zach um i think the the main takeaway is that for me it was like they they had a chance didn't work out but i think they kind of like know that they can hang at this point and so i don't know if that like like you can kind of go one of two ways where you know you have an opportunity to win and you lose and then you just kind of fall flat. But we saw a similar thing happen in the first quarter where they just got punched in the mouth and they came back. So I I hope and I expect that they will come out um, for game two, you know, go back home tonight, sleep in their own beds, come back on Tuesday and just like play better. Um, I think they sort of have a little bit more confidence now and realize like they have the attention to detail to be able to execute on these rotations and get the ball where they want to get the ball. And they just need to make shots. Speaking of making shots and needing to like clearly Caruso's presence out there is wonderful on the defensive end. Um, he kind of got in some early foul t- trouble tonight too. I think he had two quick ones. Um, he also has struggled with his shot after coming back from that wrist injury and then also dealing with this back, it was his first game action in, what, like three weeks? You know, he he missed the last stretch of regular season games, and then there was the play-in week off. Um, What do you make of the the current version of Caruso we're getting right now, which is, you know, he might make a nifty pass or two, but he's not hitting much of anything, but you need him for his, you know, defensive quarterbacking out there, if you will. Mm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean... I I felt the same way. He picked up the foul in like the first possession of the game. 
And after that, I was just like, I mean, he, I, I was basically just like afraid of watching him play defense because I thought he was going to pick up another foul to the point where like, he's basically not able to get into guys the way that he normally does. So he's not really even playing his style of defense. Um, so I, I thought that was, I mean, he's a foul. He draws a lot of fouls, but I thought that really impacted him. And then on the offensive end, I thought he had a couple of nice cuts um, and moved well. They used him as a screener a little bit, but not too much. Um, it's just like the jumper is just not there anymore the way that it was before the wrist injury. It's clearly affecting his shot. And, um, you know, it seems like his back is doing okay. Billy said pregame that they're going to try to keep him around the mid-30s and minutes. I think he was 33 tonight. So they're just not going to get the Caruso from the beginning of the season. And, and we'll, we'll hope that it's enough. I would say like that, you know, he's never been a great offensive player all season, but now that the entire team is struggling so much to shoot, like it's just, it's hard to have a guy like that out there. It's hard to play four on five offensively, you know, when you can't stretch the floor at all. Yeah. And I think if there was a situation where they had somebody better to try to plug in there, they would, but they're just a super thin team right now with all these injuries Um, and the way that IO, especially IO, um, but also Kobe and Pat played tonight where they just like could not contribute. Um, they just don't have a ton of options. So uh, Kobe had a little spurt there in the third quarter where it looked like he was going to contribute a little bit and, and he needs to build on that. Um, they just like are pretty thin, don't have a lot of guys and and they kind of need Crusoe out there, like Matt said, for the defensive quarterbacking, but also just because <laughs> they don't know what else to do. Was there anything that surprised you uh, with how the Bulls played uh, in their first playoff game in five years? Um, I, I think the the lack of shot making was pretty surprising. Like you come out of the game, Zach had a reverse layup and he just like threw it off the backboard. <laughs> like it yes. was not close. Yeah. And it's like, this is Zach Levine. How many times have we seen him come up the left side of the court and go up and under and just put in a layup? Like he does that all the time and he just missed it so bad. And then, Damar comes down, misses a free throw line jumper, comes down again, misses a free throw line jumper. Bucks come down, Giannis, it's a three. All of a sudden it's 9-0 and Billy calls a timeout. So I thought the shot making, that kind of just was a sort of a microcosm of the shot making for the entire night. Um, but I, again, you really do have to credit them for not just like disappearing and like falling away once they took that hit in the first quarter. Um, that is something that they have not been able to overcome for the past two months. So I was very encouraged and a little bit surprised by that. And then just the lack of shot making. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time the Bulls scored 86 points in a game. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Like you said, nineties basketball. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, well, before we let you go and before we get out of here, I've seen a couple of people in the comments, uh, including some people who were at the game tonight, talking about the split of Bucks and Bulls fans. And I saw plenty of tweets also earlier throughout the night saying, there are a heck of a lot of Bulls fans in here. What was like the vibe like as far as volume and what noise was being made when Bucks did something good versus when Bulls uh, were doing something good? Because it was kind of hard to tell. It was just loud all the time, it seemed. True. <laughs> it was loud all the time. That's a good way to put it. Uh, I think it was somewhere between like three quarters and two thirds Bucks fans. So there was definitely a solid Bulls contingent. Um, and like, you know, once they started, especially in that third quarter, when they started gearing up and, and got, you know, tied up the game and then went ahead, like it, it was pretty loud. Um, the Bucks fans were obviously much louder, but 
uh, it's good to know that the Bulls travel, even if they're clearly the the underdog here. Um, and hopefully, like, that just means the, the United Center will be booming because they really are much better at home. And if they have a chance to get one there, um, game three is going to be loud. Speaking of game three, great segue, Will. Thank you, Will. Last thing I on our to-do you. list for post-game totally tonight. <laughs> uh, we mentioned it in pregame. We'll mention it one more time here. We are having a watch party Woo! for game three at Third Rail Tavern. Ow! There are new neighbors here in the West Loop. Hi, neighbor. And they are going to be super fun and kind and, and host us and anybody else out there in Bulls Nation who wants to come watch the game with us. Mm-hmm. Dave will be there. I will be there. Yep. Joey, are you coming? I will be there. Boom! Boom! Joey's gonna be there. Kev, you you coming, Kevin? He's got his head. Oh, Kevin's got his AirPods in. You you coming to the watch party? Kev's coming to Third Rail. Of course, he will be there. I think Jake's gonna be there. Jake's gonna be there. Ryan from Cubs is gonna be there. Ryan's gonna be I, there. If I had money to put on it, I bet you Cody from Cubs is gonna oh, be there. Oh, come on, dude! He ain't Herb, passing up a good time. You know time. Herb's coming. He ain't passing up no good time, man. So check I it out. Uh, there is a tweet at the top, a pinned tweet of our CHGO Bulls. CSGO underscore Bulls Twitter account uh, with the details on an Eventbrite link. You can RCP right there uh, on that Eventbrite uh, site. Will, are you coming? I know you're probably going to be down the street at the United Center, right? I'm going to be at the United Center. Sadly, I'll have to just go watch a Bulls playoff game in person and be able to hang. Um, What about just like... I'll call in for the the postgame. Hustling over at halftime. Just a really quick Uber there and back. I think my playing days are over. <laughs> hey, man. It's playoffs now. The half times are longer. It was a long halftime tonight. It was a long half time. The timeouts are longer. It was like yeah. three yeah. minutes. They got to fit in those extra like commercials, funny. man. Yeah. That's, so that's what I'm saying. You come, come to third rail at halftime, have a quick one with us, and then go back to cover the second half. <laughs> I think we can make it work. Let's try Let's try to make it happen. AK says we can all bring a hat, and then, you know, when the Bulls are, I guess, good or bad, we can throw the hat. Like, ah, he doesn't discriminate. It's just, you know, a lot of emotions. We throw the hat. Hey, uh, we'll over under five hat throws for Matt tonight. Oh, definitely over. There you go. (laughs) There you go. It's definitely over five. There you go. Was it over seven and a half? Yeah, I think it was over seven and a half. Yeah, was it over eleven and a half? My, it was closer to that. My dear was sweet a, gray a bulls hat that I love so much. Parlay for this? <laughs> I didn't place any uh, any hat throwing parlays. No, you did not. But if anybody you out there did and put it on the baby. over, they made a nice chunk of change tonight because that was an automatic hit. This is true. Uh, Will, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. We miss you. Miss you, Will. Uh, are Are you coming back home now that they don't play again until Wednesday? Yep, I'm going to write something quickly, drive back home, hopefully stay awake while I do it, and uh, <laughs> it's important. we'll come back on Wednesday morning. Okay. All right. So All right. Well, plan. safe travels home. Be safe. Um, if you see I'll any see Bucks fans on your way tomorrow. home. What? I'll see you guys in studio tomorrow. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. be here tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get home safe. Thanks for joining us. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Oh, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. This was fun. Yes. You know why? Because the Bulls are in the playoffs. Yes. Bulls are in the playoffs. Yes. And I may have thrown my hat tonight a few times. Yeah. And I may have gotten mad tonight a few times. I think you did. But in the entire history of our friendship, Big Dave, uh-huh. we just watched the first ever Bulls playoff game together, man. We did, man. And and we, we watched it with you in spirit. 
And then some of you out there in Bulls Nation, come watch it with us for real for Game 3. Yeah. But in the meantime, as Will said, we'll be live in the studio doing a show tomorrow. So we'll see you there. We'll see you there. Here. Here. Until then, he's Bow, BNWL Sports on Twitter. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. Get all of Will's great content covering tonight's game at Won't Gottlieb on Twitter. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Thanks to our pal, producer Joey. That's him. Boss man Kev for hanging out with us tonight. That's Still hard too. at work over Still there. Still working, working hard. And everybody out there in Bulls Nation, we love you. We appreciate you. Keep doing it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you, Red. Be good.